Well, hello and welcome to another Sensibility podcast. My name is Amy Baker and I am the host of Sensibility. Um, I wanted to talk to you today a little bit about who I am. Um, I've been interviewing many amazing people over the last 12 months uh, on this amazing I think it's amazing, uh, podcast called Sensibility. And I wanted to talk to you about why I am actually doing this. What's this all about and where we're heading and also who I am. So first of all, I want to talk about me. Um, my alter ego is just having a little party happy that we can talk about who I am. <laughs> no, not really. It's actually, this has taken a huge amount of courage for me to not actually interview someone, but talk directly to any listener on my podcast. So thank you for those who are listening. And anyone who knows me, I, you know, I do come across a bit of an, as an extrovert, but you know, reality, I should say, I am an introvert. I don't, I don't really like um, putting myself out there, but I do. I do because I love what I do. Um, I started out in finance in 2004 or probably before that, actually, I was working in accounts, accounts management, sort of dealing with businesses and cash flow and whatnot. And the reason why I got into it was actually looking for a day job. I was a musician, I was a jazz singer, and then I felt, pre- and I was in hospitality. So that's where my career started, actually. My, my first real work was actually working in restaurants and singing in clubs and with a band and doing lots of voice vocal training. So how I ended up here is quite a story. I fell pregnant with my first son and needed a day job. Yes, that's actually the first part of it. I started at St. George Bank in the collections department and in that experience I found myself incredibly concerned for these poor people that were struggling with dealing with financial hardship. And I've been down that road. I think we all have experienced that moment in life where you have to, um, you know, face reality and sometimes go into serious budgeting, payment plans and whatnot. I seem to have already had some of these skills from my previous roles working in businesses, doing the bookkeeping and understanding company cash flow. So it was simple for me to see a solution for these people, but often they couldn't because they were stuck in the thick of hardship. Now, the problem I was facing is this was a call center and I had a KPI of listening to say 30 calls uh, or dropping into 30 calls and maybe getting a certain amount of promises per hour. My issue was I was getting really good promises because I would give them a solution, but I wasn't taking the amount of calls I was supposed to. So I kind of wasn't that great at that job. But out of this role, I found myself incredibly passionate about finance and realized that there needs to be a better way. Um, there needs to be a solution for people. They need, people need to understand what financial products they're getting into. And a lot of the things that I discovered in this whole experience was that most cases were preventable. And that was what really shocked, shocked me and shook me the most most people were sort of stuck in a situation because they'd lost a job or a marriage breakup or a death in the family, or they may have not really understood how to manage their money. And there was a few key things there for me. People needed more financial education. Um, people needed to understand how to protect themselves, say through income protection or life insurance. 
people needed to understand how to save with, you know, having a safety net and not rely on credit, um, among many others. But it became apparent to me that there was a role for me in this, in this path, in the finance world. And so I set out to become a financial planner. So it wasn't very far off there that I ended up in the wealth team at St. George Bank and became an insurance specialist. I never in my wildest dreams thought I would be selling insurance and that concept um, made me feel quite yuck at the time. I thought, oh, don't want to be one of those door-to-door salespeople or those people that call you during dinner time and sell insurance. What I realised was that is not the case at all and it wasn't the case. It was actually quite um, the one of the great foundations to my career and the importance of insurance was protecting what we're working for. If we get a car, we get car insurance, pretty simple, just in case that car gets hit by someone else or we hit something, it makes sure that we're going to get that car replaced or fixed. There's also the safety net of CTB, you know, ensuring that there is a medical protection as well in there. So what are we doing with ourselves? Where our biggest asset in earning our own money. So in this time in my life, in my career, I discovered how important it was to get the right insurance. If we're earning a certain amount, we're protecting our fat, we're protecting ourselves first and protecting our, you know, our loved ones. If you aren't able to work, what's going to happen? If you don't have a safety net of savings or an asset that you could sell to survive on, what's next? Well, that's where the insurance piece came in. So I really discovered that that place for me was um, becoming an insurance specialist initially and then going down the road of completing my studies to become a financial advisor. Now, during this time, we started to face the GFC and I had a second child and then a third. So fast forward to 2008 and the banking world was sort of flipped on its head, so to speak. It was quite an interesting time for me. I actually also found myself with a baby that was in and out of hospital and it wasn't really working with my role at the bank. So I did have to make some decisions and I took a sabbatical. In that year, I started working in another financial planning firm and realised how easy we have it in banks um, in terms of the power planning services, the underwritings, underwriters for insurance were just upstairs. Everything in the back office was really done for you. So I decided with a a colleague of mine to create um, a service, especially for advisors or those who are focused on risk. And we took that hard work out for them. So I basically started another business on the side and that, you know, became quite successful for a period. Um, My business partner and I ended up parting ways. And at the same time, I became a single parent as my marriage didn't really work out. So this is really where my passion for what I do now became incredibly apparent. Um, I found myself in a firm where I didn't feel valued or appreciated. Um, I was promised equity and the goalposts seemed to be moving further and further away as I was um, becoming quite successful at what I was doing. So I left that firm and I started my own business by myself, probably the scariest thing ever as a single mother with three young children, three young boys. In this time, I was driving a crap car. I had to work in a cafe a couple of days a week and um, I built my business, the business that I am now, from absolutely nothing. 
Now, this period of time was probably one of the hardest. I wouldn't say the darkest, but certainly one of the most challenging times for me. I learned very quickly how important cash flow was in business and in personal life. And when you don't have much to work with, that's where the challenge really kicks in. Now, I had a lot of experience and, um, with bookkeeping and whatnot in my past. So that wasn't the hard thing. The hard thing is actually getting the money in the door. And I'm telling you this as um, one now that can say hand on heart, I've walked, you know, the, in the shoes of many of my clients. Um, I've done the hard yards. I've worked really late at night, early in the morning before the kids get got up. I work during only school hours, um, you know, many of us do. So I'm not saying poor me at all. I'm not being the martyr or the victim in this situation. I learned some of the best skills. And to this day, I teach my clients some of these skills, the way I teach the cash flow management. I don't call it a budget. That seems like, you know, it's like putting someone on a diet. We don't want to feel restricted when it comes to our money. I'm a big believer in have your latte or have the champagne on the weekend or what enjoy the good things that your money can buy you. It's all about understanding how your money can work, how your banking system can work. And I will in one of these podcasts go through in detail how that actually can occur or actually my, in detail my process. Um, I'm going to also talk about um, where I've transitioned to with my business into the money coaching and what all of that is about. So Anyway, let's go back 2008 to now we're 2013 when I started my business and then it took me, oh, a good three years. Now, I, um, I'm very open and honest with my clients, especially those who are sort of entrepreneurs or, and business owners and how long it, it took for me to really um, see success. I had to work in a local cafe and run a restaurant for 18 months and I loved it. I loved being part of a community. Um, and I was very happy to talk to people about what I was doing. And that is important to do. If you have a goal, you must tell people because it will make you accountable. Give yourself a deadline. Say, you know what, in six months time, I'm not going to be working here because I will be already on my way in my business. I will be earning money from my business and I won't need the income here. Um, that is probably one of the biggest pieces of advice I can give anyone regardless of whether you are going out and starting a business on your own or whether you are, um, you know, wanting to study or get that dream job or lose the weight or save save for some amazing holiday, not that we're going overseas any, anytime soon, but you get my drift. Whatever your goal is, Find yourself in a situation where you must be accountable. Seek it out. Talk to people. Talk to your partner. Talk to your friends. Talk to your parents. Uh, talk to your teachers. Find a mentor. So that's the other thing. When I was, I'd say 2014, I was, I felt probably the brokest I've ever been. I, I was rich in and abundant in, in so many ways, but not when you looked at my actual dollars. I drove the a car where I'd park blocks away from anyone to see it. Um, and I, I basically lived hand to mouth as, you know, because we had, I had the three kids and I'm being really raw here and it's, you know, it, it was a, 
a long time for me to actually be, even admit that. And I was very active within our community in the AFA, with Inspire, with, Inspire, with women in my industry, but I was also very ashamed of my situation and I shouldn't have been. I should have actually gone, you know what, I am learning so much and I am growing a business and I am getting clients and I am serving people. I was undervaluing myself, absolutely. I was not charging properly. I um, was working ridiculous hours to build the business, but it all paid off. And one thing I did was find mentors. Never be the smartest person in the room. Always seek out great people. And if you are the smartest people person in the room, find another room. That was advice given to me years ago. And I also sought out um, business coaches, even though, you know, my budget was tight, but I just thought it had to be done. I need someone who's going to kick me up the butt and get me accountable as well. So accountability buddies is as awesome, but sometimes having someone where, you, you know, as, an, as a coach had said, where you put skin in the game, make sure you are investing in yourself. So that's another key thing that I um, I learned along the way with a, with a business coach. I learned other things about accountability, about responsibility, living above the line. I remember being in one room with a coach and she drew on her whiteboard this big line across the whiteboard and she wrote adult above the line and child below the line. And I've actually demonstrated this in um, seminars that I have uh, presented and I've seen it presented in others. And every single time I go, "Mm, I still fall fall under the line on most days at some point in time. Now what sits above the line is being responsible, taking accountability, uh, taking ownership, not blaming. Um, whereas under the line, it is, it is being the victim. It's blaming. It's not being accountable. And I look at my kids and I can see, you know, there's an excuse. There's an excuse. Why haven't you picked up the stuff from off the floor in your room? Oh, because I don't know. No, 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 I don't want to hear because. I actually really would love to hear, I'm sorry, I've been lazy. That's being accountable. It's still not ideal, but at least you're acknowledging I messed up and taking ownership of that and going, okay, I'm going to try and do better next time. So that is also another amazing lesson that I have learned along the way when I um, started out. It took then also finding mentors. I found this amazing man who had sadly passed, um, but we became business partners just before he passed away. And out of that, um, my business then started to really take off. He saw something in me that potentially I didn't even see in myself. And um, I took over his business when he passed away. Obviously, I paid out his um, you know, his family through their estate. And um, that, was a, that was possibly one of the most challenging financial things I've ever done. And out of that, it's been an incredible ride since. Now, I've been um, operating my financial planning business since 2013. I have changed licenses here and there. I'm continuing to study. I'm now doing my graduate diploma in financial planning and now to then complete my master's. Our industry has gone from uh, diploma level to degree qualifications. So that's why I'm back studying and I'm absolutely loving it because it's just allowing me to polish up on more technical skills 
The other thing that I've also started doing was money coaching, which in the next few segments you'll hear more about. So money coaching is actually got nothing to do with cash flow or money at all. Well, money, yes, but the dollars, the numbers, it's got, we don't discuss numbers not once for at least four sessions. The first four sessions we talk about your past, your relationship with money and the people who have influenced you through your life. Our subconscious is probably the most powerful part in our mind and we're using 70% of it and only 30% consciously. So we need to work out this relationship and how it's being created with our money. And that comes down to often looking at our childhood and often looking at our patterns and behaviours and then, you know, calling it out, often using archetypes, uh, for example, to really recognise behaviours. As I said before, um, I use the term victim and martyr. They're archetypes. So when you think of a martyr, yeah, you think someone is laying their lives down that there's sort of, oh, woe is me. I'm doing everything for the for everyone. I'm I'm a mother, so of course I get up first. And I'm the last to bed and I'm always folding the washing or I'm always packing and I'm packing the dishwasher. That's martyrdom. Everybody has a little bit of martyr in them. The victim is also the blaming and the, um, you know, feeling sorry for myself. Well, it's not my fault this happened to me because so-and-so did that. Or I don't want to deal with this. I'm going to put my head in the sand and hope someone comes and rescues me. But there are other amazing archetypes that we can really draw upon, um, such as our warrior, you know. I know I have it in me to succeed. I know that I can seek out success and the right people will I will align with. The right clients will come my way. I am confident in who I am. I'm confident in how I manage my money. That is very a warrior talk. And talk is actually our dialogue. Our, our, um, our story is so important. We need to always be aware of how we talk, especially when it comes to money. And so this is one of the things that I'm very passionate about because if we get that right, the mindset, um, the you know our dialogue right, then we got the right tools with the you know cash flow modeling and a financial plan, and and then investing, obviously layered with some protection in there. Then there's absolutely nothing to stress about because everything's organized and in place, and that's my goal for clients. And obviously my goal, my clients have goals. They come to me with. I want to make sure that we can afford our daughter's education or that we can have a holiday every year or that, um, you know, we can secure our home and not have a mortgage hanging over our heads. Everyone has their own goals. Everyone has their own values. The trick is not to buy into other people's values. The trick is to be really define, def, definite or define exactly what you want, who you want to be, what your finances are going to look like and how you're actually going to get there and enjoy the journey along the way. Financial planning shouldn't be a burden. It shouldn't be something that's scary and it shouldn't certainly be something that um, you dread. If you're in a space where you're actually dreading looking at your money, then, you know, money coaching might be something that you need to do and look at and work out what the issues are, what the issues are, what is causing you this level of anxiety and um, and how we can weed all of that out so you can have a more healthy relationship with your money. And as I've told you this story, like told you my story, I hope you can see that, you know, I've been down the road of having absolutely nothing. I'm in a 
place now. I've remarried. We've had a baby. Um, you know, COVID affected us like it's affected many others. Uh, my lifestyle is absolutely different to what it was five years ago. Absolutely. But this was what I was aiming for and I'm aiming for more. I'm aiming to continue growing financial security for my family and some days, you know, some months are harder than others. And that is also what goes on with running a business. Um, but there's other things that we've got, you know, we're looking at, we have investments and my husband's in finance. So I'm in a position where I can practice now what I preach. I really struggled doing that initially. When I started out the business in 2013, it was very hard for me to practice what I preach when I didn't have much to show for it. Right. So cash flow was tough. But what I did was I learned the method that I now teach my clients. And I've not changed that method. I teach an automated banking process. I teach an automated automated savings process. And I teach a mindset process as well that helps people, no matter where they are in life, get ahead financially. So if you want to talk to me about any of that stuff, please don't hesitate to reach out. All this information, there's a lot of blogs and things that I've written on my website. I'm going to try to be more social on social media. I really struggle with it. Um, I'm This here has been nearly six months coming. This is the first. And I know I started off from going um and ah, and I don't believe that will be edited out. This is me. You know, this is raw and um, you love it or you hate it. And that's okay. It's not my business what people think, but my business is sharing my message. And that is what's most important to me. If I can help somebody, just even one person, turn their lives around with some of the, the the processes that I've created over the years, then I'm doing the right thing by just putting this one podcast out. Now, the other thing is, as you, if you've listened to any of my podcasts or if this actually spikes your interest to listen to any of the other podcasts, you will notice that I interview um, all sorts of people, not just people in finance. And the reason being is to bring it back to the conversation around money. Money should be something that we talk about comfortably all the time. It's an energetic exchange. Money is energy, just like friendships and all sorts. And, and someone may argue with that on me, with me, but this is how I believe it to be. If we have a positive relationship with money, things start falling in line. And so when I talk with clients, I'll talk to business owners, I will bring up a question around their value or how they feel about or how they survived or pivoted in COVID or um, some of their beliefs around um, their pricing even. And I've spoken to fashion designers, I've spoken to artists. I've also spoken with other financial planners. Um, there's there's Frank Cadenia, who's an advisor I spoke with last year. Um, we've spoken to Amanda Kasser on aged care. So we're talking to people or I'm talking to people about financial planning issues as well as um, just all in all general uh, and lifestyle issues. The point of sensibility is about making money normal, making money part of the holistic wheel, wheel of health. It's It should fit right in there of managing stress, exercising and eating well, and having a really positive outlook with money. And that's my belief. And that's that's what sensibility and this podcast is all about. So every week we're going to be talking to someone 
Um, I've just recently spoken to Jared um, from GFC, who is an advisor for expats in Singapore. And that's an interesting topic to me. Again, it really writes home about how important it is to get an advisor on board, even if you're looking to go overseas or if you're working overseas, because there's always little issues and, you know, uh, things that you might need to iron out along the way, especially when it comes to different tax environments and the fact that you're potentially earning far more than you had been in Australia or, or equal, but that you're in another country and that you're, uh, financial plan may be put on hold if you're not getting the right um, products or, or, you know, vehicles to save for your retirement. So having a conversation with him was fantastic. Um, I'm speaking to a, a guy who started out in his early 20s creating a property portfolio and now has a business where he's a property advisor or buyer's agent. Um, and we discuss, you know, some of the things that he's done and how he saved and what motivated him. I'm hoping that these podcasts give people some insight uh, on the amazing work that advisors do and the amazing work that other amazing professionals do, but also how great money can be and how it can enrich our lives. It isn't the root of all evil. It can actually help so many people. You just got to get that formula right, get that relationship, you know, humming along. So that's it from me today. If you have any questions, want to reach out, want to do my money type quiz, um, please don't be shy. If you actually think you would like to be on my show, reach out, talk to me about it. If you have been in a situation where you've turned your life around and um, been in, you know, potentially a dark place when it comes to your money and now completely in different space and you want to share that journey, by all means, I would love to talk to you. If you would like me to talk on certain topics, certain tech issues around financial advice, um, please send me a message about that too. I can be found at my Recap Advice website. So that's recapadvice.com.au or the Sensibility website, sensibility.com.au. That's sensibility as in C-E-N-T-S, ability. I am on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, I think I'm on Twitter as well. Um, I'm pretty, I've got to get better at that, by the way. So um, I confess that you'll see lots of work and then all of a sudden I go really quiet. Now, that's also the, the nature of my work. I do, I am a hands-on advisor. Um, the other thing I wanted to also plug is Watch This Space Sensibility is going to have an online course soon. It's a 90-day money transformation program. We're going to be going through my core process, including the money mindset work through um, money coaching. So you're getting a bit of both. It's going to be a fantastic course. Uh, I say that because this has been my life's work and I'm very excited that I'm actually putting it out into, into the world basically. Um, so I'll be plugging that a little bit here and there and as, as we get closer and closer to launching. I'm also planning on doing seminars and I will be doing uh, speaking events in the future. So seminars right now will be webinars, but eventually I'd like to do face-to-face uh, -face seminars too. I think we need back some human interaction. This is, the seminars, um, we may look at doing live streaming if there are people overseas who are interested in getting on board. So thank you again for listening to me all this time, rambling on about who I am, what I do, and I'm hoping that there is some 
some nuggets in there that you may have taken. Have a wonderful day. See you soon.